Hallelujah. Sure, because of time, we need to move on. Because I promise I will finish, I will, pre- I will preach a part because I won't be, even be able to finish about uh, the gospel of a kingdom. And we defined the gospel of a kingdom last time as being uh, the, a gospel of the proclamation of the dominion of a king. So we proclaim the dominion of a king wherever we go. And uh, we, we told you that, that the gospel of a kingdom deals with the manifestation of the power of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And uh, we, we talked about the spirit of wisdom as one of the most powerful manifestations of the gospel of the kingdom. Amen. So we, we define those things to you and we're going to carry on today. If you want to know uh, what we said, you can go on the stream of last Sunday and you'll find what we said. Now, Dealing with the spirit of wisdom, today we're going to do specifically with the seven spirits, the seven pillars of wisdom. Hallelujah. Now, why do we need wisdom? Because we are in such a time where we need to know what to do at the time we need to do. Hallelujah. Uh, because God needs to load us with wisdom. You know, sometimes you can be even the answer of your prayer. But if you don't have wisdom, you don't know what to do. So God wants to give us wisdom so that we may be able to, to go full time. And I told you that wisdom is a thing that buys money. Hallelujah. Money buys things, but wisdom buys money. You need to understand that. Because the Bible says that with wisdom there is wealth. Hallelujah. So we are going to talk about the seven pillars of wisdom. Now, I know when I talk about the seven pillars, most of you will think about James chapter number 3, verse 17. Huh? Okay, let's read James chapter number 3, verse 17, and I'm going to show you something else. James 3, 17. It says, but wisdom that is from above is first pure, then peaceable, then gentle, then willing to yield, full of mercy and good fruit, without partiality and without hypocrisy. Now, I know that this is uh, what most of us teach and say, which is not wrong. But I believe that the seven pillars are in Proverbs. Yes. I believe that if you want to know the seven pillars, the real seven pillars, go to Proverbs. Because what James was describing here is not pillars, it's a quality. Amen? Because he said, wisdom that is from above is. So he's describing the quality and the substance of that wisdom. A pillar is something that something is built upon. Hallelujah. So, the Bible mentioned the seven pillars in the book of Proverbs. Let's go to Proverbs chapter number 8, verse 12 to 14. And then, before I go further, I'm going to do a comparison somewhere with something and you will understand. Proverbs chapter number 8, verse 12 to 14. And there you will see the real seven pillars of wisdom. 
Let's go. He said, I wisdom dwell with that a pillar. And I found out knowledge, that's the pillar. Discretion is another pillar. Amen. Let's go to I say Proverbs 8 from 12 to 14. So let's go to uh, no, no, she started with 13. I said 12 to 13. Okay, let's do it. He said, I, wisdom, dwell with prudence and find out knowledge and discretion. You found three here already. Let's go on, verse 13. The fear of the Lord is to hate evil. That's another pillar. Amen? Let's go to 14. He said, I hate, uh, counsel is mine. Yes, go, 14. Please don't jump, jump around like that. 14. Okay. Counsel is mine. Another pillar. No. Sound wisdom is not a pillar. It's just describing something else. I have understanding and I have strength. So let me show you the same, tell the same pillar. So the first pillar is a pillar of prudence. The second pillar is a pillar of knowledge. The third pillar is a pillar of discretion. The fourth pillar is the fear of the Lord. Hallelujah. The, the fifth pillar is counsel. The sixth pillar is understanding. And the seventh pillar is strength. This is where, that's why you need to have the eyes of an eagle to read your Bible. Hallelujah. So these are the seventh pillar. Now, now, somebody may argue that, but the fear of the Lord, he didn't state it clear that it's a pillar. But go to Proverbs chapter number 9, verse 10. Go to Proverbs 9, 10, and you will see what I'm talking about. Proverbs chapter number 9, verse 10. He said, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of? Okay, you have it. So, these are the seven pillars that are encoded in the book of Proverbs. Hallelujah. And we're going to study those pillars, and you're going to understand why it's important to know those pillars. Now, I want to do a comparison now. Uh, unfortunately, I'm not a preacher that preaches with graphs and stuff like that. I don't know. Johannes knows this thing better than me. I'm not a, that uh, very articulate. So I do mind like that. Eh, Johannes? Yes, you are a director. I'm not. So... <laughs> So, I'm going to show you the, 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 the thing that come together between the seventh pillar of wisdom and the seventh spirit of God. Okay. Let's, read the seven, let's go to the seventh spirit of God in the book of Isaiah, chapter number 11, verse 12. Isaiah 11, 12. We're going to read. No, sorry. Isaiah 11, 2. Yeah, 2. Isaiah chapter number 11, verse 2. Let's go there. Okay. He said, the spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him. So the first manifestation of the seventh spirit is called the spirit of the Lord. Second, he said, the spirit of the Lord shall rest upon the spirit of wisdom and understanding. Let's go. The spirit of counsel and might. The spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. Hallelujah. So if you take the seventh spirit 
and you read it. I'm going to tell you what the seven spirits of God are. The first one is called the spirit of the Lord. Amen. The second one is called the spirit of wisdom. Amen. The third one is the spirit of understanding. The fourth one is the spirit of counsel. The fifth one is the spirit of might. The sixth one is the spirit of knowledge. And the seventh one is the spirit of the fear of the Lord. That's the seventh spirit. Do you realize that among the seven spirits, how many, almost five, found themselves among the pillars of wisdom? Those who find themselves in the pillar of, a, of wisdom are counsel, strength, knowledge, fear of the Lord. Hallelujah. And, 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 and the spirit of understanding is, here it's called insight. Do you follow me? So if you go to the book of Proverbs, you see the real seven pillars of God because they are connected to the seven spirits of God. But James does not connect with his. You understand? So if we want to be precise in our, in our uh, uh, study of the Bible, instead of going to James, we must go, go to Proverbs. Because that's where the real pillars are. Now, let's go, let's take them one by one. That's why I say we won't be able to finish it. Prudence. The first pillar of wisdom is prudence. So when you want to do something in the world, and wherever you do, there is a quality that we call prudence that you must have. Now, let me define prudence to you. Prudence, according to biblical definition, prudence is discernment and action in conformity to the reality as revealed in the Bible. Can I say it again? Prudence is discernment and action in conformity to realities as revealed in the scripture. So when we say you have prudence, it means that you have a discernment to act according to scripture. That's what it means. So a prudent man in the world is a bit different. In the world, prudence is like being careful and just go, you understand, feel your way. But in the Bible, prudence is to act in conformity to what is revealed. So a prudent man in the Bible is the one that walks according to the word he has received. So when you want to be successful in this world, and you want to be successful with God, there is something that we call hearing and acting. You see, if you hear and you act, you are always successful. But if you go like that, you find yourself into trouble. King David, you know, it's interesting. I was reading the scripture again, and I noticed something. That God never called Saul a king. No. He never called him a king. I, I was reading, if you read First Samuel where Saul was anointed, he said, anoint him commander over my people. But when he came to David, he said, anoint him king. So I understood that in the mind of God, Saul was just a commander of an army that must go to war. Hallelujah. Now, David, 
was a king, and wisdom dwelt with him. Let me tell you something about David. David had to fight a battle. And before he goes, he asks God, how must I do what must I do? And God says, go and, and go straight forward and attack them. You will be successful. He goes, attacks them, and he defeats them. Sometime later, the same army regathered and came again. David went again before God and said, how must I attack them? And God said, this time, if you go straight, they will defeat you. Go around. You see, David could have assumed that the first time God told me to go straight. And it's the same people, so I need to go straight. And this time, same army, different instruction. Oh my God. You know, the reason why people fail in the kingdom is that they apply the yesterday instruction for the today situation. And the yesterday instruction is just for yesterday. So even if the same thing shows up again, you need to inquire of the Lord to know what you should do in this day. Prudence. I was talking about that last time when I was teaching on the glory. I said, the big trap for worship teams is to repeat the song that worked. Because today, you saw the anointing. Then we say, okay, next Sunday, we must sing the same songs. And then God has already moved. And you are left just with the song that tickles the ears of the people and touch their emotion, but not their spirits. So a Christian is somebody that depends on the hearing of the spirits. Hallelujah. That's why there can't be a, myth, a method on doing ministry. No. I, I hear some people, I'm surprised. They say if a person moves like that, it's the spirit of this. If a person falls like that, it's this spirit. I say you are a fool. Who told you that devil has to fall a certain way everything? So the discernment is based on how the spirit behaves, not on what God is saying. So they miss it. Listen, I, one time I had an encounter uh, long ago, not here. I just started ministry, and uh, a cousin of my wife collapsed at home. She was not even aware because we were not staying together. And uh, she passed out. And they tried to wake her up, nothing. She was not almost breathing. When you see her, uh, she moves. So they brought her and they prayed. They cast. When she fell and they said, this is the spirit of death. So everybody was casting death. And this cousin was not moving. So they phoned me and I said, I'm going to church. Bring her there. When they took her out of the car, I thought, why do you bring a dead person to me? Bring a person to mortuary. So they lied. They lay her there. And I look at her. And the Holy Ghost said, it's not death. I said, what is it? He said, the name of this spirit is mystery. So I held her. I said, you mystery, come out. In less than five seconds, she opened the eyes. And the mother said, oh, ignorance. We were casting death. I said, no, you don't cast death wherever you want to cast death. The spirit of the Lord needs to instruct you what kind of spirit. Because Jesus says, this kind. So there are different kinds in the kingdom. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Jesus said, these kinds 
You don't cast it out the way you want to cast it out. Because the disciple made the mistake. They saw Jesus casting out spirits. Eh? In the book of Mark chapter number 9, they saw Jesus casting out spirits. So they brought a boy that was possessed. Then they tried everything Jesus did. You see, maybe they said, what's your name? Because they heard Jesus. <laughs> and that guy said, yeah. The automatic, what's your name? This, this, no. Then, Jesus came. And this time, he did it different. They say he rebuked the spirit. How? We don't know. I said, go. The spirit went. He didn't ask the name. He didn't ask, who are you? He didn't ask anything. He said, go. The spirit left. Now the disciple came and said, hey, why couldn't you cast it out? He said, number one, because of your unbelief. On another occasion, he told them, this kind goes only by fasting and prayer. So he was telling them that you don't just do it. You need to see the Father doing it, then you do it. So the problem that we have in the kingdom is that there's no prudence anymore. No, there's no prudence anymore. Hallelujah. Lord, who must I marry? The first guy that comes and smiles at me, it's him. Then the devil brings the smiling guy. <laughs> Smiles. Say, my sign is fulfilled. You take the smiling guy at home when he opens their teeth there. He bites you. I thought it was God. No! We are not casting lot to know what God is saying. The disciple did it in the book of Acts 1 because they didn't have a spirit yet. And I'm not saying... I'm not saying don't ask for signs, but I'm saying be careful. What is that remark? Oh, thank you. You know, I love my wife. <laughs> we'll be married for 20 years in a week time or whatever. <laughs> Hallelujah. On the 6th of April, we'll be married for 20 years. Oh, yeah. Hallelujah. Thank you, thank you. She's my partner in everything. Hallelujah. Thank God. So, now I'm confused. I want to preach over my wife now. No. Holy Spirit, help me. Help me. Because now I'm switching focus now. Because she can be a whole subject of preaching. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Holy Spirit, bring back the thing. <laughs> so I was saying there is no spirit of prudence in the church. The spirit of prudence acts in conformity to what is written. That's why Jesus was so successful. Because he did nothing unless it was revealed by the Father. And you know, now we have a spirit in us. So when we say we do nothing unless we see if it does not mean we look into heaven. God, what are you doing? No. What God is doing is already in us. And we are motivated by the revelation that comes from within. Hallelujah. Somebody say prudence. You know, you need to know that. That there are many people that miss it. Like I said, people ask for signs and sometimes they are not careful. And some of the signs that are fulfilled, fulfilled might not be God. Hallelujah. 
I'm going to state in a one last more and then we finish for today. The spirit of knowledge. So do you know what prudence is? So in this world, where there is so many things that are happening, we need this spirit. We need the spirit of prudence to know even where to move, where to stay. Hallelujah. You need to understand that some houses are not meant for you. Although you like it, it's not for you. Now, because the territory is not given to you. Now you sit there, and every time you are in a prayer line, there is something wrong in my yard. There is something wrong. Who told you to stay there? Hey, you know it's not. Who told you? There are, some, there are some places in the world where God never intended people to stay. People are staying there every year, tsunami, poof, tornado, their house breaks down, they built it again. My ancestors are buried. Who told you to stay there? You become a casualty when you are at the wrong place. Oh, I'm not saying go and pack up and leave, but I'm saying... What I'm trying to tell you is that you need to inquire of the Lord. Is this the place of my blessing? Hallelujah. Because if it's not the place of your blessing, guess what? You will be having prayer requests your whole life. The first time thieves came into our house, we were at the wrong place at the wrong time. The house was built upon funny stuff. We never knew. We went there and we said, we are children of God. We stay. But God never told us to stay there. So we stayed there and the first thing that happened, people came and the first time in our lives, we have gun pointed at us. That was the first and the last. And they put us down. Nah, down. <laughs> put us down. And there were, we, we were like people that were bowing we up and down, up and down. Stand up, lie. Stand up, lie down. You see, we just got married. We were less than, what? We were like five months or newlyweds. The anointing was not even there because I was too much in love. <laughs> so, so, they, they took some of her staff some of our staff, and they left. And then uh, my wife and her sister said, we are not staying here anymore. At first we thought, fear. Then we said, okay, let's listen to the women. Sometimes there are wise counsel coming from there. <laughs> so we moved. We moved. And then a, a man met me, senior than me, in the spirit. And he said, I heard you move. I said, yes. He said, it was God. I said, no. It was fear. He said, no, it was God. Because God needed to move you from that area because he never told you to stay there. And when we moved from that house, those who came to rent it, three times the same guys came to greet them. If we were there, we would have come the fourth time. Theirs was free, but minus one. So this place was destined uh, to be a place where robbers, dirt, never stopped to come. And guess what? The owner of the place was shot after us in that same place. He was killed. They came at night, they shot him in his bed. People, it's not every place you need to do warfare. 
Some will pray you need to leave. Because God never gave you the place. So stop, stop that. If you are prudent, you need to understand. Hallelujah. So some of the things God never gave it to us. But we are claiming them and it hurt us. He said in the book of Ephesians, he said we are God's workmanship. To do the work that he has prepared. Not the work that we imagine. The work that he has already prepared for us to do. So there is something that is laid out in your book. And you need to read your scroll in order to walk in the book. I'm praying today that you may be prudent and walk according to what God has said. About you. He said to Jeremiah, before you were formed in the womb of your mother, I have called you and I have ordained you to be a prophet to the nation. He never said that to Isaiah because this was a book of Jeremiah, not the book of Isaiah. We are all sitting here, but we have different books. Somebody hear me? So when you are prudent, your aim in life is to walk with what God told you. Hallelujah. Don't try to be somebody else. Because what God has given you is big enough to make room for you everywhere you go. You need to be secured in what God has given you. I function in the prophetic, but I don't prophesy like all other prophets. I don't want to do that. Because if I step out, I'll be in danger. And I need to be satisfied with what God has given you. Even if you don't like it, I need to like it myself. If you feel that I don't, do, I don't go deep enough, I stay where God wants me to stay. If I, wait, 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 wait. If I try to, to dig deeper, I won't find gold, I'll find devils. So I refuse in the name of Jesus. You need to do what God wants you to do. That prudence. I said that prudence. That prudence. You need to do what God said you must do. And when you do it, it will make room for you. The Bible says your gifts shall make room for you. Hmm. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. God has graced me with something. He has graced me with something. And we must come together so that we can do it together. God does not need another me. I'm enough for him. Yo. Hallelujah. Hmm. I want to talk about knowledge, but the time is too gone. Uh-huh. Do it like that. Let me stay with prudence. Next Sunday, I'll talk to you about knowledge. Because I realize that many people don't understand this mystery. It's a mystery in the kingdom. That's why wisdom say, I dwell with prudence. Wisdom say, I, wisdom, dwell with prudence. I, wisdom, dwell with prudence. If you, if you stay and you walk according to what is written, written in scripture and according to what is told as a rema, 
you can never be a failure. Because God will never deceive you. I say God will never deceive you. God will never deceive you. Hallelujah. And when you move with what God has told you, there is no any alternative. You know, this is what God said. Even if it does not work, if God gives me a dead thing, he can raise it up. And you stay with it. Hallelujah. Whatever God says, that's what goes. So when you say by his trap I'm healed, you are, you are walking in prudence. Hallelujah. Because that's what the scripture says. You are applying your heart and walking in conformity to what is revealed in scripture. So as we go, I want us to have that in mind. I will walk in conformity to what is revealed in scripture. But even more importantly, what is revealed about me. Hallelujah. Are you blessed to be here? I say, were you blessed to be here? If you do that, and you apply it in all areas of life. eh? It's not in deliverance alone. It's not in just when you speak in tongues. In your business, if you don't apply prudence, you get into trouble. Hallelujah. You need to apply that in your business. You know, it's not because, like I said last Sunday, people say, I'm going to open the shop. And they don't know why they want to open the shop. And they say, no, because people are making money out of shop. I said, no, that's not prudence. Is God calling you as a shop owner? If not, if you open the shop, you will lose the shop. Because God never called you as a shop owner. So you need to have the mind of the spirit so that you can function and do what God says you must do. You know, sometimes, uh, that, that you know that, the worship team, you are singing a song, and then I will say change. When I say change, it's not because this song is not nice, but God is not working here. And it's just emotion. So I say change. Let's go to where God is working. Because we need to follow him. He does not need to follow us. We need to follow him. We do the dan. I say we do the dan. I say we do the dan. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yo. You know, one time I went, they invited me to pray in Rose Park. And uh, usually I don't do that, but I went that time. And there was a man that had a surgery. They opened his tummy from here to down. And uh, he was dying. So when I went there, the Lord told me, this guy is not going to die. So I put my hands on him and I prayed. He was still in the same condition. And I said to the one I went with, I said to him, the man will not die. And I said to the nurses, this man will not die. We'll walk out of here. And the nurses were looking at me. It was in the Rose Park, looking at me. And we went out. And uh, a week later, I got a call. They said he came back to his senses. And a few weeks later, he was discharged. And he went home. But something happened that day. When I was praying, they 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 rushed to us because somebody understood that I was there. And they said there was a baby that was dying. 
and I must go and lay hands. When I want to go, the Lord says, don't go. And I stopped. And I said, why shouldn't I go? He said, don't get involved in that. So I turned back. And they told me the baby died. And somebody asked me, how can you not pray for a baby? I said, ask him. No, ask him because he's a baby. But the one that sent me told me, don't get involved. So I cannot use my sympathy to go and try to pray and tell parents something and then the baby dies anyway. I need to hear what God is doing at the time in order for me to move. So, so what am I saying? Can't we pray for sick? No, we pray for them. We pray for everybody. But there might be time where God can say no. Hallelujah. I don't know if you are experiencing at Kobe's. There are times where when you stand there, God say, get out. And not that the person is bad. Not that, not that anything but God has decided something. And he doesn't want you to interfere. Hallelujah. And some people don't have that tune in. So sometimes we do things that we are not supposed to do. And then we say, no, God didn't. But God didn't send us. You must be sent. No, you don't hear what I'm saying. He said, how will they preach if they are not sent? So you cannot do it if you are not sent. Hallelujah. And the one that sent you need to speak to you that he has sent you for that assignment. So get prudence. I say get prudence. Some of the job that you want, the promotion, God has not ordained it for you. You need to hear. Because the one that sits on that seat will die by car accident. And you as a believer, I want the promotion. And God is not giving you don't know why, because it was already written in heaven that the one that sits on that seat, this is his end. And God spares you. And you get angry because God didn't fulfill his promise. But when you have prudence, you understand those things. I want to give you the last example before I close. My sister was supposed to travel, and she was in a bus. And uh, she paid her ticket, and a lady came. Well, she was late. And they said the bus was full. The lady jumped in, and she sat at my sister's seat. And my sister said, ma'am, you don't have a ticket. She said, you don't understand. I need to be there. They're waiting for me. My sister's a calm person. So she said, no, I'm not going to fight. It's fine. Uh, you can go. So she gave a ticket, and she gave the money to my sister. On the way, the car had an accident. The lady was killed on the spot. Exchange. If my sister was a physical warrior, she would have died. Because I... Yes, yes. Some of you, you think fighting is helping you. Sometimes you need to just stand back. Hey! Yeah, 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 yeah. Sometimes sometime you need to know Sometimes you need to know when to fight and when to stand back. Because God said, I will defend you. Listen, so there are days where when they speak about you, you look at them and you say, God bless you. And then you move on. That's the spirit of prudence. When you do that, God takes over. And God goes before you because you knew how to step back. It's not every day you need to flex your muscles. Sometimes God will allow you to stand. He's not saying every time sit. Sometimes he will say no. 
But when you walk with the Lord, you need to know when to say and when not. That's the wisdom we are talking about here. Hallelujah. That's the spirit of prudence we are talking about here. Some of you, things happen in your home and you didn't have the wisdom to handle it. Maybe your husband say, wait a bit. No, now we need to talk. Can know that, yes, the way this man is talking, let me step aside and let's go talk to him. Because sometimes you want to talk to him while God is busy talking to him. And then you interfere with your voice. And then he can't hear God because you are talking too much. Let's go the other side. Sometimes God is speaking through your wife. You say you are talking too much because you don't have an ear to listen. Because you are classified women as they are talking too much. And God is speaking through your wife. And you don't have the intelligence to discern that this is the voice of God. And then you sit there with your main pride. And then you hit your head against the wall and you are ashamed. We need to be flexible with God. Hallelujah. And we need to know and discern his voice. Hallelujah. That's why you can discern the voice and ignore the, the package. I was preaching in the shelter many years ago in Bloomfontein, the first place where I preached. And uh, it was a shelter, and all the Africans people stepped out. They, were, they, were, they were, didn't have a, sh- a place to stay. They were in the shelter. When I got there, they said, we don't listen to blacks. I said, oh, you can go out. So they all walked out, and they don't listen to him. So I preached to those who want to listen to me, and the Spirit of the Lord was moving. And those who went out, it was their own problem. Listen, this guy that stood out, I saw them, some of them are still standing in the street. Because maybe that day, God decided to visit them in a black skin. But they were looking at skin without the voice. So sometimes when you don't know how to discern the package, you miss your assignment because you don't know what God is doing. I'm poor. That's what I do. That's what I do. Yes. It's both ways. Don't, don't say, no, I don't listen to a white guy. You are losing. Because God speaks through him. And God speaks through the other. I don't listen to a woman. Hey, the woman has a voice. If God put a chicken in front of me and he's speaking through a chicken, I'll listen to a chicken. Because it's God speaking. Hallelujah. So let's get free. Say, I am free. In the name of Jesus. Give a big hand to our Lord. Hallelujah! 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 Thank you, Lord. The spirit of prudence is coming upon you right now. And God is giving you wisdom how to work out prudence. So before we go further, we're going to have our offering and uh, we're going to have communion and then I'm going to pray and we're going to finish our service.